Lord Jesus. So beautiful, so wonderful, so powerful is his name. My goodness, he seeks us out. He chases us down. He never gives up on us. And his love never fails. Lord, that is why we are praising. That's why we praise him. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. He loved the world. He loves every person in this room, every person in this world. And if you ever question me, yes, you too. Even though I've done, yes, even though. Because that's how good our God is, and that's why we praise him. That's why we worship him, because his love is unending. His grace is unending. And so when we come and we worship, it's not our circumstances. It's not what's going on in the world or our lives. It's him. And that's why we're celebrating today. We may be celebrating our 42nd anniversary, but we're actually celebrating him, the Lord Jesus, our Savior, our Comforter. And so, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We just come before you now, and we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is no amount of thanks that we could ever, ever sing, praise, shout, give to you that could ever thank you enough for your grace our healer, our provider. All our blessings, Lord, come from you. And so we, we focus on you. And as we take this time to worship you, God, we, we pray over our tithes and our offerings because that's our worship unto you as well, and that's our focus unto you because we recognize that every blessing comes from you. Lord, there are others that came before us that started this church 42 years ago and because of their love for you they gave with willing hearts they gave of their tithes, their offerings, their time their blood, sweat and tears so that we could have this today so Lord may we partner with you today for the future please accept our tithes and our offerings and take it and multiply it and use it so that we can keep rebuilding, keep refreshing the buildings, and keep inviting more and more of your children that have yet to know you, God. We ask for all of this in your precious name, and we all say together, amen. Amen, amen. Our God is so good, and that's why we praise him, and we come together as a church family. So greet your brothers and sisters, your church family. Shaka, how's it? Some of you haven't seen each other in a while. We're here to celebrate. You online, you may not be here in person, but here in my heart, you are our family. You are with us. You are part of this celebration, and we're going to have fun today. Church. My name is Mel. And I'm Ben. And man, we are celebrating 42 years yeah, let's go. as New Hope. Woo! That's right. 
Oh, man, there's so much happening here. And some of you, this may be your first time here. Maybe this is your first time back. And if that's you, you want to say welcome. We want to let you know what we have available for you here at our church campus. Bear with me. It's going to be quick. Prayer room, nursery, youth wing, fellowship hall, two double doors in the fellowship hall. Please be seated when you board the aircraft. There's four exits on the aircraft, two in the front. Oh, hurry up, Thomas, in the fellowship hall. <laughs> two on the left. The two doors on the left will lead you into, I got my uh, my flight attendant here. We'll lead you into the entire fellowship hall, well, resource center, restrooms. The two doors on the right are sanctioned off. That is the food line, straight to the food. And that's, that's, that's no coincidence that it's in the right side because it's all right, the food. That's, food is all right. So, yeah, so if you want... So yeah, so just let you know. Breakfast. If you want breakfast, we have available for you in their in our fellowship hall, and then our well has like a bunch of smoothies and snacks and acai bowls and yeah, all that stuff. Resource center, Bibles, books, journals, and yeah. not, and not only that, but today we're actually going to end our celebration. Well, we're not ending our celebration. We're we're ending the day though at Coconut Island at twelve thirty because we have water baptism. That's right. Happening where we get to celebrate those who have received Jesus Christ and are now taking the next step to publicly declare Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So if you've been water baptized, if your family and friends, we invite you to come down to cheer them on. If you haven't been water baptized and God's putting that on your heart, you don't need to register. Show up at 1230 and uh, we'll have one of our one of our staff and pastors. Yeah. Welcome you to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll baptize I, you. Yeah. And not off the tower. We promise. But um, some. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you, if you need it, just let us know. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. but there's we're just getting to celebrate what God is doing in these last 42 years and what He's going to celebrate 42 years and beyond this. And I know next month too, we also have another thing that we're going to be having, Our right? Passover cedar dinner. That's right. Our yeah. Passover cedar dinner. It's April 6th in the fellowship hall. Tickets are on sale at the information center. There is limited seats available, so if you are interested in going, I would encourage you to go purchase tickets as soon as possible. And what I love about that is that they actually go through what the Passover is all about and why it's so important, especially as we get ready for Easter coming up. Yeah, Easter's coming up. Just letting you guys know. Yeah, I swear we was just saying Happy New Year. You know why? Because 2023 is the year of celebration as a church. Before we were celebrating 42 years as our uh, Foursquare denomination. We're celebrating 100 years. Yes. Yes. And so that's why it just, it, seems, it just seems like it's going so fast. So I think that's about it. Right? I think that's all we have. We do have a video of two of our former senior pastors and our the other third senior pastor, Pastor Alex Pacheco. He actually attends our services, and due to scheduling, we couldn't get video of him. Um, but he attends services, and a lot of you don't know this. Uh, he's a former senior pastor. He's a former district supervisor for Foursquare. He comes to church on Sunday morning at about 5.45 a.m., him and his wife, Auntie Berna, and they lay hands and pray over each chair in our sanctuary. And they go to our youth wing and they pray over our youth wing. So it's really cool. Yeah, and I love Pastor Alex. Pastor Alex was actually our senior pastor prior to Pastor Sheldon. He actually passed the baton off to Pastor Sheldon. And then before Pastor Alex, we had Pastor Jim Ritchie and Pastor Wayne Cordero. And they wanted to share their blessings as we celebrate 42 years as New Hope. So let's take a look. Hey, everybody. Aloha from Paulsbo, Washington. My name is Jim Ritchie, and I was at uh, New Hope from 1992 to 1997. Uh, I wasn't the senior pastor that whole time, but for three years I assisted Wayne. He had asked me to come down 
we were youth pastors um, up in the Northwest. He was in Eugene, Oregon, and I was up in Everett, Washington. But he asked me to come down, so we did in 1992. And when we walked in that place, we felt like it was just family. God was just doing such an amazing thing. And at that time, we were in the gymnasium, and all these people were coming and volunteering, and so joyfully and and wonderfully uh, setting up chairs and sound systems and all kinds of stuff, food and setting up for the children's ministry and the gymnasium. And so we did that for a while, and then we moved into the new building. So we were, the staff and everybody, were, we were hanging drywall and painting and doing all kinds of stuff. That, And God was getting ready to do even a greater and amazing thing in that church. So we opened the new building. We then put in the uh, the baseball field, the gazebo, and all the the seniors put in an incredible garden. I think they got best garden in Hawaii. Amazing. And uh, so... We had an amazing time, but the thing I think that I want to highlight this morning that so touched me was the presence of God in that place. I mean, when you would worship, and when I was assistant pastor, I helped with worship and would lead worship, and I was so amazed that every time you just start a song with the amazing musicians that we had and team that we had, uh, the presence of God would just fall, and everybody was so receptive and hungry for God. It was amazing. God would just fill that place, as I'm sure he still is. But I remember one time, there was a big, after three services, and I got done with the third service, and a big old Hawaiian guy with long hair, just a big old guy, just came up with tears in his eyes, and he would say, Oh, Pastor Jim, why I cry? Why am I crying? And I said, You know what, brother? It's not me. It's not anybody here. It's the love of God that's just filling this place, and he's knocking on the door of your heart because he wants to show you how much he loves you, how much he adores you. And he's just showing you that by his presence. And he just, so he gave his heart to the Lord and just cried and it was just, it was glorious, but it was the presence of the Lord. And you know, the fact is there's a lot of people that wanna, you know, they want to argue about doctrine and that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you what, when God fills a place, you can't argue that. It touches everybody's heart everybody's heart. We're made with a, and people say a God-shaped void in our heart that only God can fill. And God is going to continue to do that in that church, to fill that place with his presence. The outpouring that's going on at Asbury College um, in Kentucky is amazing, but it's just people praising and worshiping God and God just filling the place with his presence and people are repenting and getting healed and restored and delivered. And I just prophesy that for New Hope to continue. You know, when I was there, uh, Sheldon, I got to know Sheldon uh, well and thought, I realized that God's hand was on him. And I went to the council and said, is there any way we could bring this guy on even part time? We don't want to lose this guy because God's hand is so on him. So when I found out that he became senior pastor, I, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't surprised at all because God's hand has been on he and Heidi for many, many years, and I'm so excited what God has in store. Aloha New Hope Church in Hilo. Congratulations on your 42nd anniversary. That's a long time. I was there when I was 31 years old. That's a couple years ago. 
I remember the very first people that I met was Pauline Spencer and a few others, and we got together at the Sunny Spot next door to the Sunny Spot, a little restaurant, and there we would go over our books and money and see how much we had, how many pennies we had, and to see what God has done since then. A beautiful campus, so many people whose lives have been touched by God. You are a gift to this city, and what you're going to be doing is even greater than what was done in the past. Let God continue to grow you, shape you. You're not done yet. I tell people the reason you ain't dead is because you ain't done yet. And God has so much more in store for you, each and every single one of you. God's appointed you. Sheldon was, wasn't even a thought at that time when we began, but God had a plan. God was actually nurturing him to take over as pastor of New Hope Church. When he came to Christ and then became a youth pastor and then to where he is today, I think, you know, we, even when we didn't know it, God was preparing something for the future. And the same thing is true now. You have no idea what God is doing. He's preparing people in our community that will be raised up as leaders, maybe the next pastor. We don't know. But God has a plan, always had. Our role, cooperate with him every single day, step by step. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And because of that, we can walk step by step with him every day. Happy anniversary on this 42nd year. God bless you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you to the leadership of this great church. Thank you for carrying the baton of faith from then till now and then even into the future. God bless you on this 42nd anniversary from all of us around the world, from all the New Hope churches, over 150 of them. We stand with you in congratulating you and giving praise and glory to God for these 42 years. And now we continue in Jesus' name. God bless you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. 42 years. So when you think of 42 years, I mean, for someone like me who is not 42 years old, I'm, I'm above that. And some of you are below that. Some of you are at a place where, like my grandchildren, they would see 42 years old as like, that's so old. And they think that they're going to continue to grow until they're done with their age. So at 42 years old, my grandchildren Excuse will look me. at someone and Excuse say, me. how are you? Excuse me. McBrainy. Hi. Hi. I haven't seen you in a while. Good Hi. to see you. I know. It's I, always good to see you. Just, what's you know what? Okay, just bump. Yeah, oh, that's okay. fine. Yeah. Oh. We got hand sanitizers. Okay. Uh, You're okay. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Why didn't you tell me it was the anniversary? I would have been here all week. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. It is so I good to see you, though. I actually we, went we on the app and found out it was the anniversary, yes. and I was like, do we? Do we? Yeah, so, so we are celebrating our anniversary. Um, we also have in our fellowship hall some things that we can do in there. You are more than welcome to stay. You can be in the fellowship hall. I saw cake. You can hang out. I saw cake. There was cake we're celebrating. I had like, some sugar. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't you wonder where I was all this time? I, I have, have been, been wondering because, like, <laughs> I almost miss you. I almost oh, no. was like, right on the edge of actually, missing. There's this, actually, and then there's missing right over here. But actually, I almost got this. that, but right I in there was a gap. I went back in time. 
You went what? I went back in time. How did you go back in time? Are you sure? I went back you didn't in go time. to sleep and okay, then you, you know dreamt the movie of something? Back to the Future? My favorite movie of all time. He built a flux capacitor. Yes, he did. I built my own flux capacitor. No, you did Wait not. Oh my goodness, McBrainy. And you have 1.21 gigawatts. What's a gigawatt? Gigawatt, remember, 1.21 gigawatts. You need 1.21 gigawatts of electricity so that the flux capacitor, right, so that you can go back in time. That's the whole point to the movie. You I need... didn't see the movie. <laughs> How? I, all I do know about the movie is that when they first pitched it to the major uh, places, they didn't, they didn't want it. Nobody wanted to produce the movie. They said, yeah. Back to the Future or right. time travel movies don't make well, money. Well, part, well, Disney was the first one that they pitched it to. And at that time, Disney was like, we ain't putting that in a movie. There's some weird stuff in there, which today it's different. But back then, it, yeah, that's why they didn't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And also, right. Uh, the executive producer, he wanted to change the name from Back to the Future to Spaceman from Pluto. Well, that now, was the first original name, Spaceman from Pluto. But they didn't change the whole elemental structure of the movie itself. The Comonis would not have matched. No, it wouldn't have. No, it would not. Yeah, the flux capacitor would not even have been the thought. But... As they wrestle things around, Steven Spielberg being the executive producer and then Robert Zemeckis, he also said, this name won't work. Anyway, so I went back to 1981. Wow. And, I got some um, facts too. Because I wanted to, because we're celebrating 42nd yes, anniversary. We are. So back in 1981, the first DeLorean sports car mm -hmm. was produced. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. It, also, uh, that wasn't a commercial. That was like a commercial for the DeLorean at that time, the company. Okay, and Ronald Motor Reagan, Company. That's a DMC on the Ronald front Reagan road. became our U.S. president. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, yeah. the actor. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Okay, and also that's what he said. That's the that was the season. That was his most famous line. The royal wedding of Prince Charles and, and Lady Diana Spencer took place in July of 1981 as well. Awesome. And um, yeah, did you know that back then the average cost of rent for a house was three hundred and fifteen dollars? Wow. For a house. That's like shopping Sig Zane. Same thing. Six, the, no? And also, uh, Muhammad Ali, he actually finally retired with a career record of 55 wins and Muhammad five losses. Ali, greatest Muhammad of all time. Ali. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm the greatest of all time. Look at my face. A pretty face. Pretty face. You can't touch me. Bob and weave. Okay, bye. What in the world? Okay, thank you, oh, McBrain. Wait, just one more thing. Max, just one more thing. Had it. And also, you know how expensive gasoline is today? Well, yes. back then in 1981, it was only $1.25 a gallon. I remember <laughs> that. I remember that. My mom used to send me to the vending machines and had cigarettes in the vending machine. As children, they would send us to the vending machine to buy cigarettes to bring it home to them. I mean, sometimes the cigarettes never make it home, but that was different. <laughs> we could go as children to get cigarettes in a vending machine. Okay, bye. Wow. I'll see you later. I don't know why he brought You're, that up. Okay, hey, nice talking to you, McBrainy. Good to see you every time, McBrainy. Wow, you get your own exit music. That's unbelievable how you do that. But we are celebrating 42 years. We are celebrating people. We are celebrating the great things of God because of his faithfulness. Think about God's faithfulness. Without God's faithfulness, what do we have to look forward to? If, if not for his faithfulness and us trusting in him and his track record, how will we even know what lay ahead? Like, there's no hope for the future. Without the presence of God, we have nothing. It will always be about his presence. If not for his presence, all we have is, like, positivity and, and just principles to live by. But if we have his 
presence, then we can understand that we have a purpose and that we have his promises. It has to be his presence. In the book of Exodus, it was Moses who was leading 2 million, well, it's said to be between 1.5 million and 3 million or 2.5 million people. So let's just say on average like 2 million people that Moses is leading. Moses was called by God to lead God's people into what is known as the promised land, which is modern-day Israel today. So they're in the desert, and Moses has to lead these people. Two million people. Two million people. So you would think he would have some difficulties, and he did. Moses says to the Lord in Exodus 33, verses 12 through 17, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. It's like Moses was saying, you're telling me to lead these people, but who are, you, who are you going to send with me? Like, are all of them going to come with me? Because that's a lot of people. So th there's almost a, a question, but there's almost a complaining heart. I mean, we do that with just one child in the car. One child, a family. He's doing this with two million people. He has to lead two million people. So he goes to God and he says this, then he continues, you have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. This is God speaking to Moses. Then Moses, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. Then Moses continues, he says, if you are pleased with me, then teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember, this nation is your people. It's, it's Moses, his reminder to God that remember, these are your people. We do the very same thing. We have family meetings, right? It's like, okay, everybody, we got it. Okay, family meeting, family meeting, let's go. Okay, family meeting, okay, 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 okay. First of all, honey, your children. It's not our children, it's honey, your children, if they did something bad. It, it works even the opposite. Honey, we need to talk. Well, what's the matter? First of all, your daughter. So if it's something bad, it's, it's your daughter, it's your son, it's your children. So Moses, he's like, you know, God, <laughs> your people. <laughs> These are your people. They're the ones complaining. They're stiff-necked. They're disobedient. They're, they're your people. These are your people. So God says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That'll make sense. So, Lord, these are your people. Your complaint, if you, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may continue to find favor with you. And don't forget, these are your people. Well, my presence will go with you and you will find rest. It's almost like Moses is saying, uh, can you change these guys? He's like, well, I'm going to change you. But you're going to need my presence and I will give you rest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you rest. Because these people are stiff-necked. They're not going to change. But you know what can change, Moses? You. And when you change, everything else changes. We had one of our pastors here. His name is Ed Nakamoto. He was one of our pastors. He has since gone home to be with the Lord. And if you were here when Ed Nakamoto was here, he was one of those pastors who would, who would, he would, he would counsel in this kind of way. He would, he would say, you'd come into his office, and then he would, he would be, You'd be on the other side of the desk as a married couple, and you'd say, okay, so tell me what's wrong. And as a husband, I would say, um, I read my Bible, I do devotions, 
I pray, I go to church. But Heidi, who's my wife, she don't change. Like all day long, she just complaining. Rah, 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 rah. And, I don't know if we'll do already. And Ed Nakamoto would say, well, it's your fault. I'm like, hmm, that's not how it went in my head. What, what, what do you mean it's my fault? He said, are you loving her like Jesus? What do you mean? He said, are you, because Jesus said as a husband, you should love your wife as I love the church. So are you loving her like Jesus? I said, well, I'm trying to get her to read the Bible. She don't read the Bible. He said, that's not what I asked. Are you loving her like Jesus? If you're not loving her like Jesus, then it's your fault. Anything else? I was like, I thought we had one hour. <laughs> He's like, no, because if you're not willing to do that, what else are we going to talk about? That was Ed Nakamoto and his wife, Bernie, who were, were loving people during that time. That's how he counseled. And many of us needed counseling like that. And then you had people like, like Doris Aoki, one of our elders. She lived to be 100 years old. We celebrated her 100th birthday on this platform before COVID. And she would, when I would walk in, she would always greet. And the first time I met her, uh, she greeted me and she said, what is your name? And she was this short Japanese woman. And, and I said, oh, my, my name is Sheldon. She goes, oh, I'm going to pray for you, Sheldon. She would put her hand on my shoulder. No matter where I was, I could be in here, I could be in the fellowship hall, I could be wherever. And she would just put her hand on my shoulder and she would say, in Jesus' name, may the Holy Ghost fill you. And I'm like, ghost? I don't even know ghost. I don't want to know ghost filling me. I didn't know about those things. I didn't know about the Holy Spirit, the, the love of God, and I was learning. And that's what she would do. She would pray over me. And every week, she would see me, and she would greet. Some of you, she did that. Some of you avoided her. You're like, oh, I don't like her. I don't like her. Stop me. I got to go eat. But that's what she would do. Ollie and Sissy Ammon, our elders who have gone home to be with the Lord. These are people who helped build this facility. Ollie, when he first came to church... He was this construction worker. He was a foreman. So he comes here, and he's helping with the building of the church. And here comes Pastor Wayne. Hi, Ollie. Hey, Ollie. Good to see you, my friend. So good to see you. Ollie's like, how come, you, how come you hugging me? So I'm just, no, it's just so good to see you. And then they would pray, and then they would hold hands, just him and Pastor Wayne. And they're holding hands like this. Ollie's like, oh, Okay. And then they would pray, and he felt so uncomfortable. But then week after week, as he was loved, week after week, he began to understand the love of God. And then more people would volunteer, more people. Next thing you know, he has 15, 20 people in a circle praying together, and not everyone were believers. But by the end of this project, most of them came to know Jesus Christ, dedicated their life to Jesus. Ollie says this, and so many others, that when we were building this building, God wasn't building a building, he was building people. And he continues to do that. He builds all of us up. Moses was trying to understand that. He's saying, these are your people. We're going to need you. So he responds to God. He says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish us, me, and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? 
Like Moses was saying, we don't want to blend in with everyone. We want to, we want to make a difference. We want to be influential in this world. And that echoes into our world today, our time, that we don't want to just blend in with the world. We want to be influential in the world. We want to make a difference for the kingdom of God for all of eternity, not just for this time because people need to know that there is hope and a future that is hopeful. Without Jesus, we don't, like there, we don't have hope. But once we find him, then there's a hope that doesn't disappoint. We will disappoint each other all the time, but his hope never disappoints. We disappoint each other all the time. When Heidi, who's my wife, was giving birth uh, to our second son, Jordan, she's in the hospital and having contractions, and she's in pain, and she says, can you rub my back? So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm rubbing her back, and I fall asleep while I'm rubbing her back. I was tired. Come on, I was, I was tired. So I fall asleep. And then she goes, did you just fall asleep? I'm like, no. Slow down a little bit, but no, 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 I'm good. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to rub her back, and I fall asleep again. She goes, are you falling asleep? I said, I kind of, I'm tired. I'm tired. She goes, I'm giving birth. I'm like, ugh. She still uses that till today. My son is 28 years old. When does the giving birth card expire? Never. It never expires. It's like honey. It just, it's good all the way. It's still used today. And I remember that day because I remember the voice that she gave of disappointment. I remember the voice. God says to Moses, I'm pleased. And I will do this very thing you ask because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Imagine, as parents, if our children would come to us complaining, Oh, Ma, how come I'm looking at this? Oh, my cell phone broke it. Okay, no, buy another one. Because it's $1,000. Get a job. I'm only eight years old. The next time, take your phone. <laughs> Imagine if our children came to us and they had the most difficult things that they're going through, relational battles or whatever they're going through, they came to us or they did something wrong and they came to us and our first response was, hey, it's, it's a, I, I'm pleased with you. I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'm pleased with you. I'm ple- you don't have to do anything for me to be pleased with you. I, I'm pleased with you, and I know you. I know you. That's how God is with us. And sometimes we come to him, and we, com- we complain to God all the time. I have, I have those types of prayer, prayers too, and then I got to adjust midway because it's, it's and, and mostly, most of the time it has to do with other people. Other people. Like, Lord, I, like, why, why, why? And his, his normal response is because I'm trying to teach you something. I'm doing something in you. And even though difficult, the reason why he does that is because he sees something in our future and the promises that he has for us. And he needs, this needs to work here so that our future can happen here with his promises. And he's doing something. I used to disciple people. You know when you go to Walmart and then they're coming up the wrong way? And get arrows. There's arrows on the thing and they're coming up the wrong way. There's room. I can pull on the side, but I'm like, nope, stay right in the middle. Heidi used to be like, why not just move on the side? I'm like, nope, discipling them. <laughs> Jesus said, make disciples of all nations. I don't know what nationality they are, but I'm making disciples right now. 
Next time, go to Araway. Reverse. You can reverse. So I, I would just go. And, and, and then the Lord would speak to me saying, I'm trying to do something in you. I'm trying to do something in you. Who knows? That could have been an angel, right? The angels that the, the Bible says would show up and that you, you never know that the angels are entertaining. And we would think of angels as they're doing something great, so they're entertaining. It could have been that because that's entertaining too to the angel. Watching me be like, no, I'm going to be stubborn. And I'm asking God to disciple me. I'm saying, God, change my heart. Change my heart. He says, okay, I'm going to change your heart. Here's what you need to work on. <laughs> and he sends something to get in my way to let me know how stubborn I am. And in that stubborn moment, if I were to, and I did that, I said, God, what are you teaching me? And he would speak to me, normally through Heidi. And she would say, why do you always do that? You don't have to do that. So the first time I remember trying to disciple again, and they're coming up, she says, you're going to do this again? I'm like, no, I'm going to pull on the side. But I did, I, 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 I am out, like, as he's going by. Like, and you almost, I wish I had LED screens on, on our windshields that we can type. You're going the wrong way. So that when they're passing, they can read the messages we want to give to them rather than just setting your number one. Like, because number one doesn't cut it. You've got to explain what you were trying to say in those moments you can yell out the window that's fine but people know you're in Christian because they get the bumper sticker New Hope <laughs> bumper sticker New Hope I love that that's why I no more New Hope on my car I no more no stickers no more Jesus no more the fish no way I'm putting that on my car I tint them black I can't even see out just in case they look you know that's the pastor no way that's where I go wrong it's driving and we all have that problem somewhere we all have that somewhere and God is always teaching us something and he's teaching Moses this is this is who you are Moses this is who you are and sometimes we forget we, we look at what we're doing rather than whose we are and the first thing the devil always attacks with us is our identity and being pleased he's saying no God says I'm pleased and I know who you are and so the enemy attacks our identity. And God wants to restore our identity even when we do the things that we do. We're all learning. And that's what we need to learn is we're learning. That's why God can be, that's why the faithfulness of God is so incredibly important because we're learning from him. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't mess up. His love never fails. We mess up all the time. We're at Ice Palace on Oahu. And I figure, Ice Palace, you know, they're on the, the, the skates, uh, ice skates, and I would rollerblade, and I, I know, I, I rollerbladed back in the day, and so I figure, what's the difference between ice skating and rollerblading? There's a major difference. Now that, I, now that I ice skated, so they would set us up, they said, okay, we're going to have a race, and they put a starting line, and then there were cones, and then you'd have to come back to the finish line. So I thought, oh, easy, and we're all kids, they were all kids, I was like, oh, I'm going to easy easy <laughs> you gonna lose you gonna, i didn't say that i said it with a smile like oh you might not win you might not win and and back then I, I i didn't know jesus as much as i do now but i didn't know him so i should have done better but i was trying to like hype them up like let's go come on we can do it and they're only like four years old eight years old you know small kids so they can handle and but you did have adults you had teenagers so it was it was highly competitive to me plus some of these kids they're looking at me like <laughs> Uncle, you're going to lose, guarantee. And, and so 
Once they do that, I'm like, oh, it's on. You going down. You going down. And the small, cute ones, you know, bother them because they're cute. So we went, and I would run. I would run on the ice skate because the tip of the ice skate got these little teeth. So I'd run on that and full speed. And then I would just skate. And I was like, wait, how can I turn around? I was like, how can I turn? I never, I don't know how to turn. And, and no one's by me. They're all way in the back. And, and halfway I'm thinking, oh, no, how am I going to do this? And I'm wearing shorts. So I try to turn. I'm thinking in my head, all I got to do is stop and then turn, and then I can go. So I tried to stop. I, I didn't. I, I stopped, but I dropped, and then I roll. It was like, like fire drill. And then I slid for a while. And I'm on ice. I think, oh, this is, I'm, it's just ice. I'm smooth. I get up. My whole, this whole side of my leg is bloody. Like just, first of all, never had blood. You know when you look at them, all you see is white. And then all the blood is like, I'm here. And they start all popping out. I was like, oh, no. And, and so I'm trying to get back up. And with the ice, you can't just pop up and like, oh, like paddleboard. Cannot. This, I can't get up. And I'm like, oh, oh. And you see the little children coming. They're skating. They're like, and they're turning around. They're like, you okay, uncle? And then they just go. I'm like, so I get, I have to get up. And I got to go back to the, the, the starting line. And I'm coming back just kind of like, oh, what I was and all the kids are like, come on, uncle, you can do it. Come on, uncle. I was like, bro, not your uncle. Not your uncle. I was so mad. I was so mad. Your blood on the side. No more Band-Aid. Uh, yeah, it was, was bad. It was bad. But this is what I learned. Because I went back out there. I went back out. I went back out. They were kind of concerned. They were like, oh, brother, I don't know if you can go back out. Get, get blood on the ice. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have blood on the ice. I can cauterize them. WD-40 on a match. <laughs> Handle. Go back out there, skate again. Go back out, skate again. And I thought, how many of us, when we eat it, when we burn out or get into a place where life is too heavy, we just say, I'm done. I'm done. We're all bloodied up and we say, I'm done. It's almost like Jesus comes over and says, no, you're not, you're not done. You're not done. Trust me on this one. I went to the cross for you because I see a future for you. You feel bloodied up. You're in pain. It hurts. It's hard. It's heavy. But I'm not done with you yet. Watch my faithfulness in your life. Just stay in the game and don't throw in the towel. I got you. I saw your life from beginning to end. I see it and I see my promises. Just recognize my presence. Don't forget about my presence. It's my presence that you're going to find fullness of joy. It's my presence. Even with our mistakes, even with our, our, our difficulties that we, we have with each other. I remember when Heidi and I first came to church and we walked into the, door, uh, the, do, the doors at Boys and Girls Club. That's where the church was at that time. I walked in. I came to church with a trench coat, long black pants, one white shoe, one black shoe, gold chains, no shirt. That's how I came to church, walking in like, hey, where's my seat? Where's my seat? Stop trying to visualize me without one shirt. That's, I was a Filipino back then. I mean, I'm Filipino, but back then I was like Filipino. Today I have Filipino. Back then I was Filipino. And I didn't know any better. It was, was hot. <laughs> so, so I would walk in, but the people that were there, and Pastor Pauline was one of them, uh, Pastor Marcia, who are still here, they saw me and still loved on me. 
still loved on me. But they would say this, and she told me this later on. She was like, you know, we did say, like, how long this guy going to last? How long do you think he can come to church? I don't know, but I'm still here. So God's faithfulness is definitely true. And they would even say that about Heidi and I. Like, how's this, go- how's this guy kind of oily, huh? But with Heidi, they was like, putting her. <laughs> she stay with this guy. <laughs> putting, how long do you think they're going to last together? 37 years. God's faithfulness. It is only God's faithfulness. I'm telling you. Right now, Heidi's in the fellowship hall crying. <laughs> 37 years. God's faithfulness. It is only his faithfulness. We don't have enough in us to do life. We don't have it, but he does. He does. And it comes with some painful moments, comes with some hurt, even anger. When Heidi and I were, our children were young at that time. And and so we would go to the beach a lot when they were younger. And I remember one day we were packing everything up and you know when the family doesn't listen, you get a little bit more heated, more heated, more heated. And so we were going to the beach, and I said to Heidi, I'm like, how come you're taking so long? She goes, how, how come i taking so long? I'm loading up everything. Like, you're not even helping me with anything. I said, I'm starting the car. Like, what, what, what do you need help with? Let me know you need help. We got into this big argument. And then, of course, I, I do the last, right, the last words. Like, then you know what? Nobody going beach. We stayed home. And then I wanted to show my anger and, and just, the, that's just how upset I was and that, that I was, the, I was the, the king of the castle, the, the head of the household. So I, I went out of our door, slammed the door, slammed the door, went into the car. I was, because I was going to burn out, right? Like that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the epitome, the, 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 the pinnacle of anger is now your car is angry. So now it's like, so I get in the car. I'm like, man, I'm out of here. I was like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? I was like, shocked, it's on the keychain. And it's right by the sink where Heidi is getting things prepared. And I'm like, I gotta go back in. So I'm like, okay, all I'm gonna do is open the door, grab it, and turn on and leave. It's okay, right hand open, left hand grab. Slam the door again for emphasis. So I plan this out. I'm like, yep, I can do that. So I walk up our stairs. Door is locked. I'm like, whoa! It's on now! It's on. I was like, she's such a Yoda. Little Jedi mind trick. Lock the door. And I, I, I couldn't. I was like, oh, what are I gonna do? What are I gonna do? So I, you know, I'm gonna knock. <laughs> so, and I kind of knock like. So I was like. real soft and gently I hear and just a little I'm like hmm she never opened them she doesn't unlock them what am I going to do okay I got to if I come in mad then she win if I come in soft she win <laughs> lose lose buddy I open the door I go to grab the keychain I'm like where the keys <laughs> Where the keys? I'm like, oh. So, so 
you know how microsecond we can think? So I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, I got to ask her for the keys. Or do I look? But if I look, she can ask, what you're looking for? Then I got to say the keys. Then she can say, oh, it's over there. And she knows where it is. And if she tells me where it is, she win again. Shucks. This is like double overtime. So, so I had to humble myself. I said, I was going to say, Heidi, where are the keys? But if I say her name, I still lose. So I said, where are the keys? Like tough. Where are the keys? One word. Where are the keys? And she said, she said, <laughs> she goes, what keys? <laughs> ah! She is Portuguese, Hawaiian, and Chinese. So all was combined like one flux capacitor. And she was 1.21 gigawatts at that time. And I said, I said, the car keys. And she goes, it's right there. And it's like across from her. I'm like, oh, man. By this time, the Lord has softened the hearts. Softened the hearts. So I grabbed the keychain and she's over there and she's washing dishes I'm like oh. I am sorry 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 I did that I was waiting for the me too <laughs> oh. Never have. <laughs> that was like, I don't know, 24 years ago. She still never talked to me yet. So. But God has been faithful. Even, even through those years. Even through the scraps, the fights, the, the arguments, I should say. Even through the good times, the bad times, God has been faithful, continues to be faithful. I know there are many of you who served at this church within these 42 years, and I want to say thank you so much. For your faithfulness and trusting God through those times. Like, I could pop off names right now, but it's just too hard. Some of you are on staff before, and you served with Pastor Wayne, Pastor Jim. And then God blessed you with me. <laughs> Just seeing if you're still awake. But it's never about a pastor. It's always about Jesus. That's why we always say, fall in love with Jesus, not the pastor or the church. Because mankind will disappoint. But God never does. On this 42nd anniversary, we want to celebrate Jesus and all that God has done for us. We're thankful for the men and women who have come and, come and gone before us. They're now, as Hebrews says, the cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on. Your parents, your grandparents who are no longer here with us, who prayed for you. Family members who have gone home to be with Jesus. We get to see them one day again because of God's faithfulness. He's faithful. Many of us wait for the day that Jesus comes back. And we'll celebrate that time too because we'll come into a place called heaven, a perfect place. 
And I know many of us, we're not looking for the perfect place. We're looking for the perfect body. We're like, yes, finally, Jesus. The home and, but the main thing is his presence and we'll be with people. But until that day, we have a lot of work to do. God is not slow about keeping his promises as some count slowness, but his desire is that none shall perish, but that all come to repentance, all come to know him. That's his desire. So may we too reach people who are far from God, one relationship at a time. We can do that because of his faithfulness. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for always showing up even when we don't. Lord, may we continue to follow you. We see our young people right now. These are children of the people who used to be in our children's ministry. So may you bless our youth, our young adults, our children, our nursery, our babies. Lord, we, can, we have the privilege of watching them grow up. We have the privilege of seeing them coming to know you as Lord and Savior. We pray for us as the generation that's here now that we can make a difference today and be influential for your kingdom today. Lord, I thank you for our kupuna, our elders. These are men and women who have given so much to you for us as a church body. Some of them are here right now in this service and you know who you are. You've seen some crazy things throughout your Christian walk with Jesus in your journey. But people are still coming to know Jesus because of you, your heart, your prayers, your giving, your time, your resources, your talents, your abilities. And so, Lord, we want to continue. And we can because of your faithfulness. Thank you for loving us because you know the plans that you have for us. Your plans for good and not for evil. To give us a future and a hope. We thank you for all of these things. We pray these things as the body of Christ together. And even those who may not know you, Lord, may they come to know you as Lord and Savior. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And we all said together, amen. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful day. Don't forget water baptism at 1230. We'll also see you online soon. God bless.